triumph in the trap. This is a job. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Hey, I play chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like a subscribe, you gotta show me. I applied pressure and they tried to reject it. Clearly, ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said, F it, might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'ma call it South Harmon. Huh. Fly down south and get the south popping. <laughs> One day, I'ma give you a walkthrough and introduce you to this walk tool. I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, nicked on my dynasty stop Till I came back like Wimbyama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the goatee That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88 December 87, I was 16 days away. My fly to dollars, why not? I just got paid today. When I land this dirt statue, I came to fade away. Check the timeline for the stories and the play-by-play. My life a Patreon link, you gotta pay to play. I, I worked 16 hours, boy, that's an 88. X-Factor like Dez Brian, my boy 88. Why dream light when you living like a heavyweight? This ain't a one-week thing, we grind like every day. They know my destination, Devi, like I hang with Ray. If they ain't know my name, I bet they know my name today. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Drop, drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm layaway. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're here today. Hit that Patreon link if you're here to stay. Huh? Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. <laughs> What's good, everybody? Welcome back into the 40 Chess Dynasty football podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate everybody tapping in. Adam, how you doing, buddy? How you doing tonight? Doing well, man. Ready to go? You ready to go? Oh, come on, I'm, I'm always ready to go. I wanted to call it the, uh, the A-Warp Chess Dynasty podcast, but I figured that was too much. Also, Adam, let's throw this out there. If Koopa listens to it, we also get it out to Koopa. I mean, you know, he's part of the squad. I think next week uh, we'll be heading into week five at this point. Uh, we need Koopa on. We need an A-Warp episode. Like, we need it. We need. He's his, coming on uh, America's Game tomorrow. And uh, What? Yeah, we'll, we'll do 4D for next week for sure. I think All I right. touched a little bit on A-Warp and uh, ATM's money moves today, and I think after having four full weeks of data that we can have some – you know, not end all be all things, but real discussions on where we need to start looking at. For for those people who are tapped into, like you, it, this episode, Adam and I didn't think of anything to come up with, right? Like we normally do, but my brain is also, you know, I'm I'm in new, I'm in new job mode, 
right? It's just me. I'm out here. Uh, I'm out here at work today, just not giving a fuck. <laughs> and I, I loved every minute of it. <laughs> like I, lo- there's nothing more free than putting in your two weeks' notice, and you already have a job somewhere else. Just going like, what are you gonna do to me? <laughs> I wish you would do something. <laughs> I wish you would. Uh, fuck everybody but me. <laughs> I love it. But uh, yep. if you thought, if you think of something that you want us to talk about, Adam, I wanted to start it off though. Like I've got some uh, a few a warp uh, observations uh, since Koopa updated this yesterday. Okay. And and by the way, big shout out to this fucking guy for for innovating warp to a warp which nobody else has done, so props to him for that first. But he also included an A-Warp graph per game. <laughs> right, the, Adam? So the, I the automatically per get game, to filter the, shit, filter the shit out. Well, the, the A-Warp per game is really what makes the A-Warp thing, right? Because it is, you? it's thinking about it in a points per game. It's, A-Warp is also kind of, the evolution is to tell you that, all right, well, Warp is going to tell you that these running backs that you started for two weeks did dick all for you all season. That's not really what the idea is. So I love it, man. I think there's a lot of things to discuss with it, but uh, I'm I'm interested. I have a few of my own, so tell me what you got. Oh, awesome, awesome. So I'm looking at the the Champions Club Dynasty for myself. It's the one we talked about a little bit last week where – you know, I started 0-2 and just kind of shit my pants. Uh, update for everyone who is concerned, I am now 0-3. <laughs> so if you thought I was shit my pants on last week's episode, uh, you best believe I'm super shit my pants on this week's episode. Thankfully, I still have my first. <laughs> Thankfully, I still have my first. But God damn, fantasy hates me. Sometimes it just likes to kick me in the balls. Adam, I was going to start at the quarterback position on a war per game, which coincidentally... On the uh, on this league, which is the same one I was looking at last week, given some of my AWARP uh, observations, was quarterback line lowest of every line out there. Interesting in a superflex league, right? Sure. This this is a, a pretty vanilla league too. Like, there's a point seven five tight end premium, and that's pretty much the only thing outside the norm, right? PPR superflex start ten, nothing super crazy, but lineup league quarterback, Kirk Cousins, number one in AWARP per game. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck saw that coming? <laughs> Kirk Cousins, a work per game. Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Russ. Adam, you're not going to like this one. QB5 and a work per game through three weeks. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Man, I don't know if this speaks to how well like Jordan Love's playing, Adam, or uh, how bad the quarterback situation as a whole has been this entire year. You know, Joe Burrow... Uh, Patrick Mahomes has been fine, but Josh Allen had a horrible week one. Jalen Hurts in that offense. Uh, at times they look good, but at times they look fucking downright <laughs> awful. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, if you well, if you got to tell this, like, Jordan loves sneaking into the top five at A-Warp per game. Like, is it, is it a combination of both? Is Jordan Love good? Is, is <laughs> the quarterbacks I, of the whole shit? What are we doing? I think, well, let me give it to you this way. Um I think this is just one of the things we, we have a tendency to do that just messes everything up. And it's when we decide, hey, the most important thing to do is just lock down elite quarterbacks everywhere. Pay whatever you have to. Just send the more, like, just mortgage your whole life on it. This is what we'll get. Um, Jordan Love, Tua Tonga Patty Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins. Those are your top five. Um, and A Warp. And, and right behind in six is uh, Mr. Unlimited. So. 
that's you know that's the uh, the elite quarterbacks in superflex right now. But but I mean, there's also this is where I think there are observations to make and there are things to fade in, in a sense, right? Not not I'm not even telling you to fade. I I will say I fade Jordan Love's um, start, but <clears throat> the rest of them not really like. I think that the the sample size as it widens, that will start to correct some of these things, right? At the quarterback position, because these guys are going to go out and keep playing weekly. They're going to have some bad games. Yeah, it's not ideal if there's two mediocre games to start off the year out of three for high end quarterbacks, but they'll correct. Um, the one thing though, I do think to really note for me <clears throat> is early on in the season, we're we're going to get to the point where I think the closing window like is actually shutting all the way on going to be some of these sneaky values that won't be so sneaky soon. <clears throat> and it's not at the quarterback position. It's going to be like really at the receiver position because one of the hardest things to do, we go into all off season, right? And everything is about youth and value and all these different things. And at receiver, there's so yep. many options that yep. we only think about values. And so what what ends up happening is these gross ones. Like, nobody gives a shit about Jacoby Myers. Nobody really ever did. He's undrafted, goes to a new team. We're saying this is a new quarterback situation that stinks. Like, th- yep. there's a guy that's getting targeted double digits when he's playing on this team. He's a top 10 A-warp guy. Like, <laughs> What are we doing? Okay, fine. Like, I'm not telling you to go pay wide receiver 10 prices for the guy, but I'm telling you the the window of buying him for cheap is for coming is coming to end shortly. So if you want to do <laughs> that, you. those are type of observations I think A-Warp is helping me realize. Um, because a lot of the other stuff, right, is just getting with A-Warp. Like uh, that whole video I did that dropped today was really about A-Warp in a way, right? What are the receivers in A-Warp that I can get cheap? And then what are some of the running back names that I can stash that if it hits, I don't pay anything right now, but I have an opportunity for two, three, four weeks, even if it's a single spot week of run to put him in my lineup. So um, <clears throat> shout out to Cooper, man. Loving the A-Warp, the graph. And I think there's so many different things we can take from this. There is. Uh, shout out to anybody in lineup leagues who uh, had the stones to pick up Andy Dalton and start him. I know in best ball leagues he paid off, you know, tenfold, but a war per game, uh, QB six. <laughs> it's only one game, but still, like, props to you. Um, some of my last observations, uh, keep singing praises for Anthony Richardson, top ten quarterback in a war per game. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome for him in this league. Yep. Uh, Mac Jones playing really well, top twelve quarterback in mm-hmm. a war per game, and that's including Andy Dalton's one week. Uh, one week charade there. <laughs> Some of these other ones, though, not so good. And I know people aren't going to like this. Um, Can we Daniel talk about Jones. Joe Burrow? No, Daniel Jones, QB 17. Um, there was once talk of him being top five. Uh, that has not been good. Adam, this is one. People are going to hate me. You can call me a hater. You can call me whatever the fuck you want. Brock Purdy, QB 19 in a war per game. So when I told... I mean, we had a conversation. A, I mean, I'm telling you, a conversation about in a start nine, would you sell your QB3 Brock Purdy for a first? And I said, absolutely, I would. There's why. 
you can tell me the good body story, and yes, I will admit from an NFL standpoint, Brock Purdy's playing good football, but from a fantasy standpoint, Adam, he just don't fucking matter. And you mm-hmm. give me a first for a guy, a quarterback, and a start nine that just don't fucking matter, get off my team. And that's one of those dudes. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Uh, the Joe Burrow thing, like how – holy shit. Well, Mike, I mean, I'm, I'm just, the reason I have it is we're talking 32. about – This is in a in a start nine lineup league, 0.000. He's at where the graph starts. He's essentially <laughs> – the, the most replaceable player. In, he's the replacement player. Holy shit. I, Tays, Taysom Hill is right behind him. Now negative A-warp, but, you know, in Sleeper, he's still a tight end. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> um, I do want to talk about, though, Mike, like, there's not enough data here. But in the quarterback discussion – like I, in in superflex and in dynasties. Now I know A warp doesn't really talk about best ball, but right. in in the best ball lens though, Mike. Like one thing this does show me is this is why a guy like Joshua Dobbs cheap when I've roster constructed in best ball is a is a, is a is a buy. Like oh, yeah. Like one of these guys I could have gotten for, you know, a third even right after he got traded to the Cardinals, right? Couple thirds. Like those are type of things I think you have to think about where the different formats are, but A Warp really speaks to when I'm looking like at A Warp, <clears throat> and I'm looking at one of my leagues right now, where the line basically says it's very very replaceable starting around Jimmy G, which is his, in this league it's position 14, right? So this line just flattens and then gets to the point where I don't care. Like, really, Josh Dobbs is the cheapest option to have there. The problem is nobody feels secure with him at all. No. But no. that's also why you could have him super cheap in a best ball league. So it's a little weird to talk about A-Warp in best ball because it's more of a lineup thing. But I think right. there's still principles in A-Warp that I can use in my dynasty best ball leagues too. Well, shout out to everybody in the uh, the South Harmon Dynasty Degenerates League, that 12-team league. Uh, I have Josh Dobbs, and I'm trying to tank. So if you'd like to get Josh Dobbs off me in a best ball league – by all by all means, <laughs> send me an offer, man. A free, uh, you know, top end QE two at this rate. <laughs> you we'll don't so, even have to worry about it. Well, we can make this happen, you know. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, first one to come with that second gets him, <laughs> or, or that third plus. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be T Rock here, Adam. Those were my uh, my QB observations. On to uh, to running backs. A war per game. I know we haven't seen him for the last two games because we've had to put up with the uh, the AJ Dillon show. But Aaron Jones. So I kind of just throw that one out. Same for Austin Eckler. Uh, those are up there. Raheem Mostert, though, uh, the true RB one of A warp. <laughs> the true RB one of A warp because he's actually playing in all the games and uh, still out there just hammering it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he comes in RB three and A warp per game. Christian McCaffrey, you know how good he is. Adam, I'm going to say this, though. We've had two Zach Moss starts, two Zach Moss top five finishes. Talk about any RB on a 53. Hello, the Zach success Moss. story <laughs> right here, which also just makes me very sad, sad trombone. Like, what would Jonathan Taylor be doing? <laughs> well, can I tell you why Ranking. it's really a sad trombone for Jonathan Taylor? You know who doesn't care what Jonathan Taylor would be doing? The Indianapolis Jim Colts. Yeah, Jim, Jim Irsay. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's horrendous. I do think it's kind of interesting, though, Mike. Um, 
you know, when Cam Akers had the whole thing go down, like, I I thought that they, the Rams were going to just have to be stuck with this guy. Now, obviously, they decided just, like, we're moving on. Give us a late pick swap and let's just get this guy out of our locker room. But they moved on from him pretty quick, whereas, like, this almost starting to feel like the Colts are just going to try to bury this kid. Like, it's not yeah. even about extracting value. It's about making you sit down. Like, it's, it's kind of troublesome that they haven't moved him yet because I feel like what's going to come in the next few weeks other than – I mean, Nick Chubb gets hurt, right? Like, the the Browns aren't going to send you a first round pick. Like, if if that's your asking price, you're never going to get rid of the kid. I'm hoping that that Taylor gets moved because, to your point, what would he be doing if Zach Moss was terrorizing this uh, this league right now? Most of the running backs you can kind of see in there, or you know, like I could I could tell myself a story about some of these guys and where they're at. Um, uh, Jerome Ford being RB thirteen, a little bit shocking. Uh, when I saw that in a war per game. Now, I think a lot of it is he truly only was started probably by people in a war for one game, which was last week. Yep. Did fairly well. <clears throat> yep. Did fairly well. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, last two games, though, you, you, people probably definitely started him the minute they knew Kenneth Gainwell was out. So he's a top 12 running back. So that's <laughs> that's good to see on our end. Brian Robinson, even with the, uh, the not-so-great last game, uh, RB10. So uh, I need to stop shitting on Brian Robinson immediately thank you and forever we we, uh will the real b-rod please stand up some disappointing ones though joe mixon rb20 like we expected better didn't we well but if burrow's quarterback 32 mike how how good do we really expect joe joe mixon fair um samaje p ryan (laughs) surprisingly rb21 and i shit all over this guy for like doing nothing i would still rather have Devontae. who who wouldn't (laughs) Uh, Javante himself. Let me see. Ooh, I gotta go ways down here. Thirty-four. Man. Yeah, not good. <laughs> not yeah. good. You went from uh, someone I was gonna talk about buying to someone I didn't. How about a guy that I changed my tune on about uh, right before we kicked off the season? Damian Pierce, RB thirty-three in a war per game. Womp womp womp. Sad trombone. <clears throat> pretty pretty bad, man. Yeah, I mean, he's he's literally just right in front of Kyron Williams, who nobody started week one, probably started in week two and three, and uh, kind of just been whatever, right? Especially last uh, last night's game didn't help. <laughs> you, know who, <laughs> you, know, you know who's been basically the same in A-Warp is Cam Akers to Damian Pierce. Woof. You now, know who's been worse? Jalen Warren. So I'll throw that one in there because, you know, we just drive the knife in on the Jalen Warren train. That's interesting. You have Samaje so high. I've in this one. I have Samaje at forty-two, but this is a points per carry league, or point two points per carry. So, gotcha. Um, that's interesting. I'll have to. I'll have to I kind of want to. These are some things when next week when we have coupon, Mike. I'm just. I wanted to highlight some of these points. I want to talk to him about like how do yeah. running backs vary so differently in leagues. Um, one thing that actually was asked here, and I think uh, super well, shitter Dalvin Cook. Fizzle says, "Where's Gibbs looking like in this?" and where is he? Uh, let me find Jameer. He he was actually he actually wasn't that bad. He had a good uh, he had a good week last week. So RB twenty eight. So okay. he's, he he's still in front of Josh he's, uh, Jacobs. He's making want to use that as a benchmark. <laughs> he's making moves up, but he's still not for what people spent. He's not helping you no. right now. This is actually a good question though. Um, I w- I wanted to talk about this. So it's funny. T Rock apparently said he, uh, we're on the same wavelength with the the dynasty buy video in this. So. 
Maybe we are. Uh, that's really scary for me. I might, Maybe we're turning I might need to change. Here. I might need to change my wavelength if that's the case. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't do that to T Rock. I'm just. Did you with did T-Rock. you read his article today too? By by great, by all means. great article. Dude, I'm listen. Don't get a fucking big head, T Rock, because I'll kick you off this sub bitch as fast as I put you on. <laughs> like just let me preface it by saying that, okay? But uh, the the work T Rock's been doing as far as articles, not only are they entertaining. I like his humor built into it. I like this whole, like, we're undercover agents, you know, trying to find super secrets. But There's, like, a little story inside it is. The, it is. the article. Those, he, that's one, what's fun for me. Usually I just read articles on the shitter because, like, I have nothing else to do. You know, it's either that or watch TikToks. And uh, I got to support my guy T-Rock by reading articles. But I, I'm telling you, not because he works for like us. Like, he paid for it, right? I, I literally pay for it, but I look forward to reading it. Like you would think if I paid for it too, I'm also more like kind of like how you pay hookers just to leave at the end, right? <laughs> you don't pay them for the actual business. You pay them to get the fuck out. That's kind of how I feel about T-Rock in a sense too, where like that should be my approach, but I actually enjoy reading his articles and I look forward to them every week. So <clears> make sure you go check them out. But T-Rock, I swear to God, if you get a big head about this, I will knock you down 17 pegs. All right, we'll probably be you'll be negative a warp by the time I'm done. So all you what? need to do is just say a thank you and move on. <laughs> I love the this is this is getting off the rails quick. I love this, but you know his article is great. But th- the question, Mike, is to me one of the things I wanted to talk about is I think this is now going to be the hard part. Um, it, it, when you when you go to build a team right around a warp around warp. What's going to happen is, you know, barring, knock on wood, you know, some injuries really happening that, that set you back or you just pick bad players. For example, if you had Justin Fields and you had Deshaun Watson, you probably felt pretty good about your quarterback room. Right now, you probably don't. Till now. Right. <clears throat> Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Fields. Mike, you could have traded up into the top four, gotten yourself Joe Burrow and gotten Justin Fields. You got two first-round picks that are woof, right? Now, outside of these bad scenarios, <clears throat> there's a lot of chatter and laughter in the. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, but 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 one thing I, w- I wanted to say though about that is, when you, outside of those things, those those bad things that can happen to you in just variance, if you roster correctly around a warp, it can be very rewarding, right? You can have teams that you have Tyreek Hill you have tons and tons of these receivers that are really good yeah you either have Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or you don't right you have the right tight end or you don't or Sam Laporta or Sam no because you traded Sam Laporta (laughs) the bad part is we know for a fact A-Warp told you to trade Sam Laporta so nobody that's following A-Warp has Sam Laporta and uh Koopa you can go ahead and hit the nail on the head with that one buddy <clears throat> Nobody that actually talked about a warp and meant it has any Sam Laporta left, because you know that's that's you'd be a fraud. You would be a complete fraud. <clears throat> but so you have this team that's built really well. The problem now becomes okay if you don't have the spot starts that are actually just happening, right? So if you didn't pick right. essentially the right handcuffs, or you didn't just happen to land the right any running back on a 53. You didn't you didn't end up getting Zach Moss. You didn't end up getting you know your your any running back on a 53 Mike was Jalen Warren, right? Right. You have all these Could different guys that do nothing for you. You probably are still winning games or winning games narrowly enough 
You know, you'll say you're two and one right about now. You built right, but you kind of want to push the needle into win. Here's the problem. We don't still currently like, okay, you got Jerome Ford. You've got Zach Moss. Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. Like you've got a handful of them, but you don't have a ton of like. Brian Robinson is, he he still was like slated to be a starter. Kyron Williams, right? Okay, so you, there's there's a handful. There's there's maybe DeAndre Swift. I don't even know if he counts, but there's there's a there's a very small amount of guys that were any running back on a fifty three that's actually helping you win currently. So if you have that build, like what do you do when you can't just go buy running backs for dog shit cheap? This is can't kind of the question. Right. What do you do here in this scenario? I have a couple ideas, but Mike, I just wanted to kind of walk through that and have your your thoughts and opinions I, on this. I think I'm okay on spending draft capital for running backs, but it becomes at a certain point, right? Like, I probably want to go another couple weeks before I'm ready to to push that in. You know what I mean? In, in the same sense that I've got 0-3 teams where I'm like, like, it's not over yet. <laughs> like, Listen, if I go 0-4 this week, I'm going, fuck it. It's, it's done. <laughs> See you later. There's only 10 weeks left in the season. I mean, there's no way I'm ripping off 10 straight wins, nine straight wins. Like, th- this isn't happening, okay? Like, fuck it. <laughs> you know what? It's done. So all your 0-3 teams are just, it's time. At 0-3, I can tell myself a story. I can okay, tell myself a story like I'm okay to, uh, you know, maybe – Right. And uh, Drew DFB encounter put out a, a good retweet or a quote tweet of somebody who made up a, a they, they went through the data and put up a uh, playoff probability, like basically sheet. And you just match it up on how many wins versus losses you have. <laughs> right. Yep. And, and Adam, I want to say at 0 and 3, you're at like 15.9% of making the, the fantasy playoffs. If 50% of the teams go to the playoffs. So it's yep. it's already not looking good. But Adam, I can tell you it goes down to single fucking digits next week if you go 0 and 4. So it's, it's done. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like it's a bad bet. I'm out. <clears throat> you're, you're, you're teetering on like climbing uphill. You know the the right. the treadmill's way uphill to right. now it's vertical like it's time to get off. To to T Rock's point, if this is the only weakness on my team, right? <clears throat> I've got my quarterbacks correct and they're playing well. <clears throat> I've got my my tight end situation's good. I obviously have an abundance of wide receivers. I just have not been successful in hitting on the Raheem Mosters, the Zach Mosses, the the James Conner, the the Andre Swift, like these cheap ass running backs that or they were cheap at one time, who are now producing. Maybe I'm, you know, I've been starting Jalen Warren. I've been starting, you know, Samaj AP, right? I've been starting these guys who are just below average or mid. Week Heading into week four is not the time where I'm going, my first is in play for a running back. But Adam, you best believe if I get to 4-0 and and my team is still winning, like, but but like you said, it may not be by as much as I want. I may, may not be dominating because my running backs are so dog shit and I still haven't found one yet. By week, heading into week five would be the time, same way if I was 0-4, that I would be considering making those moves. Where I'd be considering going, is there somebody who's going to sell me a Travis Etienne for a first? Like, could I explore that? Do I want to... Do I want to try to buy low maybe on a Najee Harris who everyone hates for, you know, a second? Like could I try to could I try to push that type of draft capital in? But Adam, I'm much more open to pushing my first in 
next week if everything's still looking good, right? Other than that, I'm just going to write it out until I get told that, yes, now is the time to push it, especially at the running back position in a lineup league. Best ball is a little bit different where you go, if I'm roster constructed correctly, this NERB on a 53 probably ain't why I'm fucking 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> like I actually have running backs because if I don't, I'm probably getting my fucking teeth kicked in weekly. So lineup league is a little bit of a different story, but I get to four and oh, I get to, you know, three and one, I get to, you know, four and one by week five. I'm definitely more apt to go like, yeah, I'll buy a James Cook for a first or I'll buy a, you know, if DeAndre Swift really cost a first, but he's still producing at the, the rate he is with this Eagles offense. I go, Probably more than what DeAndre Swift's market value is because people hate him. But, like, I'm more than willing to go buy those RB pieces that I need with draft capital. Yeah, I think – so there's there's probably two schools of thought on this. And the one is, you know, to your point, like, if you get to 3-1, and 4-0, and oh, t- typically it's going to be 4-0. and oh. It's like, all right, like, you're – at this point you're locked into contending. You, you already know – I'm I'm willing to push my chips in. The one thing I'll say is you could you could go for a hammer, right? So, shoot, man, if you can get McCaffrey, even I think this is where if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to spend my capital right now and get risky, which is kind of against the whole idea of what this a warp life is all about. So if I'm going to basically forego that in efforts of winning, Mike, I, I'm going straight to the top. I'm not playing the first game if i'm sending my first if i'm pushing it in i'm not playing for mid you're going yeah for the, <laughs> let the me least. get cmc let me even though the touches are unsustainable let me get tony pollard like i'm gonna pay up even That's if i have to point. pay a little extra to just go ahead and smash and i'm gonna basically say this is a risky bet you know it's kind of like Mike was talking about earlier. We can call this basically the hooker episode. If you're going to go mess around, like I'm going to go to the top and, and have the best time, and you know, you know what could happen at the end of that. You could end up with something that you don't want to oh, have. No. You could end up with something you really don't want. But You're not uh, buying lot lizards? Nah. I'm good, man. Y'all can have that. Um, so go to the top, man. Go to the top. Go get yourself you know, a Tony Pollard. You're going Christian to the McCaffrey. Bloody Ranch in Vegas, ain't you? Like, that's yes. what I'm at. If you're going to go spend and splurge, go spend and splurge. I think for me, though, Mike, like I, I probably am going to do a little bit of the opposite. I don't think I'm playing this risky game, all right? I don't want to go, you know, get caught up with something I don't want to have, and I have it for life, all right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so what I'm no, going to do, no, no. what I'm going to do, Mike, is I'm going to go say, I'm going to go take a look. What are the teams that are really smashing like, what are the teams that are scoring? So, for example, one of the purchases I'm going to go probably look to make is Jeff Wilson. Raheem Mostert's getting a ton of, t- a ton of work. Ooh, cheap. Cheap. I'm going to go dumpster dive. And what if Jeff Wilson ends up getting 10, 12 touches, 15 touches in this this offense at some point, right? That's a good I'm going to start looking at that type of a thing. If Christian McCaffrey goes down, like, what does it cost for me to go get Elijah Mitchell right now? Like, <clears throat> some Ooh. things like that, yeah. right? These are the type of things – that don't, they're not sexy. They don't help you currently fill that hole. But uh, at the end of the day, if you're really playing the A-Warp life, I'm looking for the opportunity to get to the top of that mountain, right? I'm looking for who's going to be my – who's going to be the next girl at the Bunny Ranch, right? 
I'm, I'm going to get him ahead of time, right? So, Mike, I think that's the thing. Taking a look at the offenses in that which ones are thriving, right? So which running backs am I going to go try to purchase? Which running backs are cheap that are currently performing as top 10, 12 guys? Is James Conner still had at a reasonable price, right? Like stuff like this, I don't want to spend anything currently that's real value on someone that isn't going to smash, even if it is risky. So if I'm going to play the risky game, I'm going to the top. And if I'm, I think one of the things I'm looking to do is almost shoot more shots on my any running back on a 53 and probably be a little strategic about it. I like it. I like it. I'm with you too. Understandable. Understandable. But, but for me, but for me, like I need to, I got to see one more game. Like this is like the, the degenerate gambler in me. (laughs) Like, ah, the next one's going to hit. I know it. I know it. Not only from a rebuilding standpoint on my teams, but also from a, from a contending standpoint, at least in lineup leagues. Best ball, I'm a little bit more apt to this ain't happening or, uh, yeah, this is definitely happening. Mike, by <laughs> the way, on today's video, fun. I don't know if you saw it yet, but Rico Dottle. Um, what's your thoughts on Rico yeah. Dottle, cheap? Not a bad bet. Not a bad bet. Right. Could, you get, him for a, could you get him for a third, fourth? Yeah, you can definitely get him for a third. I think – I think the best way to acquire him is just <clears throat> in your you're making deals like you're making a, a standard deal and if you can throw him in like how Get many people when a deal's on the table right like a, a right. real deal of substance are going to say nah Rico Dottle's going to be the reason I can't get it done let me go to the the wide receiver position uh surprisingly Josh Reynolds <laughs> number three in a warp right this is what makes the be- when we flip it on its head now when we get to best ball this is what makes oh. it so fun in best ball Mike because you know how many teams in best ball I have, and you know how many teams I've hit on? Believe it or not. I mean, you've probably never heard me talk about Josh Reynolds on podcast or this. I've got a handful of Josh Reynolds, Mike. You know who else I got? Like Adam Thielens. I got all these gross ones that are hitting uh, A-Warp numbers in best ball. It makes it so fun. And I wonder, too. I mean, we're, we are l- – listen, don't let me uh, – don't let me overstep the, the bounds here, but I'm looking at the A-Warp per game graph. I think we already right? overstepped the bounds, Mike, but let's go. <laughs> But I'm looking at the uh, the A war per game graph, and and I bet you nobody started Josh Reynolds week one. Uh, let me go look at the adjusted warp table. Matter of fact, because if I wasn't such an idiot, I'd already know that Kuba has this built in, so I can tell you exactly how many <laughs> games Josh Reynolds is getting counted for on A warp. Uh, let me go. Ooh, interesting. We got doesn't does not show up here in the the top ten or top twenty. Mm. Or so is he, has he not been started then at all? Uh, he he might not have yeah. might not have been. <clears throat> yeah, because I'm actually I'm looking at mine right now. Mike, I don't see the kid. One game. One okay, game. one game. That, that's that's why he comes in because whatever. So he's, one he was game, started one game and smashed it. So there you and go. smashed smashed it out of the park. He was the the spot start wide receiver. All right, that makes more sense. All right, a lot more sense. Sorry, Cooper, for fucking that up. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, top five options. Who Mike, can we talk about <clears throat> right now? You know, you know what's funny about I. I want to make this point. You know what's funny about Dynasty? Like it's really becoming funny. I, I love Cooper. Um, this is just such a shot. Type in his name in search. It's that. <laughs> Thank you. Here, uh, uh, it, well, let's keep the turtle on my side for today's episode. Um, one of the crazy parts about dynasty to me though, is if you look at teams, like, you know, you know, you do the roster bait thing (laughs) and 
you have teams and you look at them, okay? You could have seen a team this offseason and saw Devontae Adams. You could have saw Keenan Allen. And you could have saw Mike Evans. And you know what you're saying? You know know what? Including us, Mike. you You know what everyone is saying? Oh, yeah. Let me bet against this team. Right. Right. How's that working out for you three games in? Yeah. <clears throat> One of the things I think that I'm going to start leaning into a little more in the offseason, like I've done it quite a bit. Uh, Mike, I can't tell you how many times I traded for Tyree Kill in the offseason, Stephon Diggs in the offseason. But I think even a little more Keenan Allen type. Guys that are even a little more fringy that can be had cheaper in the offseason. Well, that's one of the reflections for me is like, dude, if you're going to talk about it, be about it, go all the way to the gutter, man. You know, like Keenan Allen in the offseason, Mike, what was this guy had for? Yeah. This guy's the number – like he's flirting and in certain leagues beating Tyree Kill in A-Warp. <laughs> you know how impossible that is to do right now? It's ridiculous. Like to, to even have that discussion is crazy. So For a guy for a guy who's on pace for 2,000 yards, you know, <clears throat> everybody laughed at him when he over, said he was going to break the record. He's going – He's current. if he was to keep doing what he's doing today, he would destroy 2K. It wouldn't even be a consideration. He'd beat it by like Tyree week 15 2K. or something. <laughs> Done. Done. So – I think uh, th- that's one one point I wanted to make about a warp is <clears throat> when we when we lean into roster construction, Mike. Right when I say my, this this team this lineup league that start twelve, I need to have seven receivers. Why am I not targeting Mike Evans more? Why am I not targeting Keenan Allen more? Even in that lineup league, I think that's one of the things. Like I was definitely targeting Keenan Allen or Mike Evans in a best ball league, but in lineup, even no matter the starters, I was kind of like, yeah. It pucker me up too much. I think that's one of my learning experiences so far this year. I think uh, I'll also throw in the uh, the tank tell right. He came in as wide receiver one, uh, <clears throat> wide uh, a wide receiver one. I was going to say and, a wide. There you go. Yep, <laughs> a wide receiver one and a war per game. Uh, but he also he goes into that Josh Reynolds mode. Like if you started him, you hit it. Right, and I, met, I imagine this was for the for the last week, but he was kind of surprised to see him so high. But the one that is not a surprise to see so high is uh, Nico Collins coming in at wide receiver 15. He was the one I was getting ready to talk to you about, buddy. What do you think? Three for three. Three for three. Now, I can't make any caveats saying that. I got him top 12 in this uh, full PPR league. In A-Warp per game, like, uh, oh, he wasn't started or anything. No. A-Warp has him as three starts and three finishes top 15. That's impressive. Very, very impressive. Wait, for can, can I tell you the? Can I tell you what the problem is? <clears throat> All right, I'm actually looking at this league. Okay, this league is fade the fetal. T Rock, shout out to him. I'm sure this is one of the ones he's talking about. Mike, I'm actually one and two in this league, and my team's good. You know who I have on this team? Mm, who? Your boy. And I haven't got him in my lineup yet. Brock Purdy. No, Nico. <laughs> I don't have. I don't. I haven't put him in. So no, Nico, huh? I don't know. Anyway, point is. Is that on you for starting suboptimal <clears throat> players? No, it's because you told me to start on... Gabe Davis last week, and I did. I did. Gabe Davis has been good, but not as No, but I mean, I, I've, I've had – well, Garrett Wilson, I guess, is the problem. Mm, Garrett Wilson has been the problem. I'm not going to sit Garrett Wilson. You try to blame me like it's Gabe Davis's fault. <laughs> well, it is Gabe Davis's fault. You have one catch, just happened to be a touchdown. <clears throat> <laughs> Fair. No, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not actually blaming anyone. I'm just saying – 
in shallow lineup leagues, Mike, I'm just surprised at how many times he's actually hitting the A warp consideration. Um, I guess it, I guess it kind of depends on the league format and what your roster is. Cause like he's a part of my stable, but he's not someone that's like weekly. I'm like, Oh my God, if I don't start Nico, I'm going to kill myself. Two other observations with wide receivers within the top 20. Uh, Debo Samuel is actually a wide receiver one. So <clears throat> we can kind of put this shit to bed, even with I'm not putting that shit to bed. I'm not putting that shit to bed. I think Debo's it's too good. small of a sample size, but Debo's I get fucking you. good. Debo's good. I'm not putting and, uh, that shit to bed. The other one that was interesting, uh, as much as I shit on this guy, Mike Williams has mm-hmm. been a top 20. Now, unfortunately, we all know, uh, done for the year. But, yes. Adam, Josh Palmer, Quentin Johnson, like knowing that Mike Williams was a top 20 A-war wide receiver, does this make you a little bit more interested in one of those? Whether whether it's <clears throat> it's Palmer or, or QJ, you want to take Palmer for the discount, you know, kind of the disrespect, or you want to take QJ on the – possibility of the uh, the upswing for for volume and for opportunity either way does it make you interested in one of those guys a little bit no- more knowing that mike williams before he went down was a top 20 option i would say in in lineup no actually <clears throat> because to me palmer is going to feel a little roster cloggery not that he is one but like it's okay. it's basically a play of this season i think um i don't think people are going to really bet on him long term now, if it's cheap enough, sure. But in best ball, absolutely both of them. And the other problem with the lineup is, Mike, I think QJ is going to be someone that you have to pay up for again now. Um, like I don't think with this injury, QJ is just going to be had real cheap. Like I think people are like, all right, it's time. So I feel like I'm paying closer to full price for something that hasn't proven it to me in QJ. And I feel like the value retention on Palmer is just not there. So in lineup, I'm a little more hesitant. Best ball, fire me on any one of these two guys. Yes, absolutely, bro. Uh, muted. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck it. That's how I roll. <laughs> now on to uh, some disappointings. Okay. Right? Calvin Ridley. Well, for for what a uh, for what a great start in week one. All of a sudden, behind T. Higgins. Mm. Mm. No. He's basically DJ, Josh Reynolds. DJ Moore, 42. <clears throat> what do you do with DJ Moore, Mike? What do you do? About the same thing I do with Terry McClure. Just please, God, <laughs> save me. <laughs> please, please. I think you're, dude, DJ Moore is going to end up being somebody that... <laughs> he may be the most unlucky receiver that's ever existed for dynasty purposes. Let, let me ask you this. Could you, could you trade? It, it'll be tough. Could you trade either one of those guys for a Nico Collins and a third round pick? Yeah. You think so? You think you could? They, like they still yeah. hold that name cache. <clears throat> DJ Moore. I think you could trade for Nico in a third in a lineup. league. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Listen, I'm, does that mean I'm you're in on ready. Nico or you're out on DJ Moore? Or does that mean both? Both. Both. Like I'm ready to let go of the fucking name. I need, we need to have Ike on. I need to. I owe him an apology. The Nico Collins thing. I've really uh, messed with him. On, I messed with him on Nico pretty bad. And and you watch like DJ Moore will come out and have a monster week. Terry McLaurin <laughs> but have D, a monster DJ, week. DJ Moore is capable and probably will still have monster weeks. He as bad as the field's been. He had a hundred yard day and a touchdown. Right. I mean, yeah. like Yeah. But the Nico thing. What's interesting is I don't think anybody expected CJ Stroud to be as good as he's been so far. 
could you do like either one of those guys for a man i'm trying to look <clears throat> for Ooh, t-rock's talking to you dj Moore is a could... secret buyer for the simple reason he'll have caleb next year <laughs> could you get off either one of those guys for like an amari cooper <clears throat> i don't think so okay amari's too hot I think see this is one of those things I think Mike you have to be you have to prep for and do in the offseason. Like Could the Amari you, Cooper yeah. buy window goes away. A, a lot of these yeah. old guys that we thought are, you know, it's not done. as sexy. Those they they, they kind of hammer shut. When Amari Cooper is not supposed to play on Monday night and then goes out and plays well and then plays well again the following week it's over. How, how about a speculative buy? DJ Moore or Terry McLaurin for a Cortland Sutton? I don't think I'll do that. And it's an, I kind of I kind of believe in the Sutton thing, but I also think like there's the variance. Like for example, tomorrow if one of those guys got hurt, I still get more with DJ Moore. Cortland Sutton is not safe enough. Is I think my problem. Right. I'm just throwing some stuff out there. Uh, it's not it's not a terrible one. <clears throat> I'm not going to do that in lineup. In best ball though, Mike, I think what would be a great way way to do it is can I trade out a DJ Moore for Cortland Sutton and get any tiny little thing on top. Uh, Bobby Trees is way down here, but I imagine it's because the uh, the only start people felt comfortable with him was the last week, and they needed to do a whole lot. So uh, I love, I love that uh, Nico was a start every week, and Bobby Trees is like, all right, you got to really prove it to me. You got to earn it. You got to earn this. DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, woof, woof. Chris Godwin, man, that one hurts so much. <clears throat> Dude, he's just not that guy now with with Baker there right now. This team's not Dude, as good. It feels so bad too, because like it's it's one of those guys that I got into late, where I was like, "Yeah, I'm in. Let's go." It took me a while <laughs> to come around on on Godwin too. And, and now that I'm finally in on Chris Godwin, it's like, <laughs> well, nope. can I can I tell you why though? Especially like, I don't know if it's Baker, but you remember what what, what took a while to get to Chris Godwin being the guy was. Like it felt like you had to fight off the Mike Evans thing for a while with Chris Godwin. Yeah. Guess what's sure. happening right now? Mike Evans. <laughs> it's Mike Evans. Mike Evans is happening, guys. You that like that catch last night was ridiculous. Please Mike, give him his flowers. Can for that we? One. Uh, okay, he has lost a step in the uh, taking eighty yarder to the Who house. Gives a shit. But is that if that's my problem? Mike Evans is just. <laughs> you want to talk about Canton bound, man? Mike Evans is dude. Unbelievable! He's had a fantastic career, and, and he's probably one of the most disrespected wide receivers <clears throat> out there. Can, right? can we just acknowledge? I want to acknowledge this. All right, for those Chinese. of you that are not aware, Mike Evans has never missed a thousand yards, and he made Johnny Manziel a first-round quarterback pick. When when does he I when does he I become said. okay? Like what? Fair. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it, man. All right. Tight ends. TJ Hawkinson. Number one still. A war per game. Can we talk uh, can we give Koopa some flowers, man, and leave his turtle alone? You know? <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, welcome back. Two weeks in a row. <clears throat> Number two in A war per game. Surprise, surprise. Just because he's a unicorn. Taylor Swift or no Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey's good at football. <laughs> yep. I, I find it interesting in certain leagues where uh, where certain guys are. Sammy Ballgame, I have him too in this one that I'm looking at. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, number three in AWAR per game as far as I'm looking at it. Hunter Henry uh, still riding up there. Number four, uh, Evan Ingram, number five. Mark Andrews, six. Logan Thomas 
Is he kind of a sneaky buy? You know Maybe what? Little... I, one thing I didn't ask you. What are, what are you running roster efficiency on? High. Okay, me too. All right, cool. Yep. Uh, Logan Thomas. Now, he's only got one start, so he's kind of in that Josh Reynolds thing where you're like, what the fuck are you doing so high? Maybe Logan Thomas hit it. But Logan Thomas, a warp per game, dog shit, a warp tight end, like you in. Maybe a little Logan when he's healthy. <laughs> why, you I obviously mean, know when he's Yeah, healthy. why not? He's a perfect a warp tight end. He costs nothing. He's getting me at least replaceable level. He's he's actually better than he's above average on replacement. So why not? There's if you're gonna if you're gonna live the a warp life, Mike, at tight end, you got you, Logan Thomas is a sexy one, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> People will give you shit too for your. Uh, not, 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 I'm not saying you, just in general. Mm-hmm. For Darren Waller takes in the preseason, and this is more of a defensive by guy, D bro. Darren Waller, number eight. Mm-hmm. Still up there. Yep. Still up there. Even now, with here's the question. Dimes. With that being said, is, it, don't you trade him? Yeah. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Fair. I mean, no offense to you, D bro, on this one. <laughs> But yeah. still up there, still maintaining. But if you're going to kind of maintain what they like to give people hope, see ya. Get the fuck yep. off my team. Adam, you'll love this one. Donald Parham? Noah Fant. What I. Noah Fant. You know what? It doesn't even feel good. Like, it doesn't even feel. I don't even feel good yet. <laughs> At this point, because, it feel good. You know why? Two games. Two games, not just one. Two games. I'll tell you why. Because nobody believes. It's like uh, I feel like Prime. Do you believe? Do you believe? You don't believe. Do you believe? Uh, I will not put uh, Donald Parham in here because he probably had zero games of actually can, starting. Can we talk about who made the list? Uh, little resurgence. I'm not even going to call it that. What, Brevin Jordan. Back, <laughs> Listen, you're looking at like total A warp. I'm just looking at fucking A warp per game. Per game, yeah. <laughs> filtering out the uh, no, filtering looking, out starts. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I get you, because he don't make my fucking list. Ain't nobody started Brevin Jordan. No, I was watch. looking. At, I was looking at the back end of the just just the total. Correct. Oh, total warp. I get you. I get you. Yep. Uh, yeah, I got Zach Ertz rounded out at number ten in actual startable players. Uh, George Kittle. Damn it, Adam. I know you were kind of higher on, on on George Kittle, and he's an Iowa guy. He's on the yeah. fucking poster back here, but not good for uh, for Kittle. It hasn't been a good start. <clears throat> Debo's been getting more work than he has. Um, I think that lineup uh, for for lineup is a good example of where Kittle is overvalued. Now, I still think if you have him and you didn't trade him, he's capable. He's one of the guys that's capable of going bananas and nuclear, winning you weeks. But in best ball, he's uh, someone I'm a lot more interested than in, in, in the lineup league for sure. I get you. I get you. Um, last thing I'll touch about because there's, I mean, there's a fuck ton of disappointing tight ends outside of the uh, the obvious. But uh, let me look at uh, let me look at true warp, right? <clears throat> let me just look at guys as a whole outside of a warp. Are there any kind of guys that you want to throw out offers to? And I, I know I did this last night when I was kind of looking at things. Tight I ends out, or you know, just in general? Tight ends. Tight ends specifically because. <laughs> Not only from an AOR perspective, but maybe that sneaky, like just sneak them into a best ball lineup. Yeah. For me, for me, Adam, like some of the guys that I threw out offers for last night, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I went through every fucking league that I have, and I threw out an offer for Donald Parham for my fourth round pick, 
if I had a fourth round pick, and I think it was universally everywhere. Yeah, if, I mean, it's, as long as it wasn't a lineup league, <laughs> like in a lineup, I didn't really give a shit because I probably wasn't going to start him anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd be an A warp tight end, but a lot of these. Uh, we learned about warp and a warp so damn late that I didn't get the process of like implementing just selling every fucking tight end that was imaginable. So I'm left with a lot of big name guys where I'm like, I feel obligated to start. Yeah. Uh, but in best ball leagues for a fourth round pick, I was throwing out offers for, for Donald Parham. How about you? Like, is there anybody that stands out to you from the tight ends where you go, man, I'd be interested. Like, could I acquire this guy for cheap? Yeah. Uh, he, he's one. Um, I'll tell you who I actually got a couple shares of last week. Um, Kylan Granson for, for super, super cheap. Um, fourth round pick, I think, in one. The other one I think I traded like a uh, – it was like a tear down where I got a pick for a tight end. Um, I think a, I think tearing down for any tight ends in this uh, A-warp life is the way to go. I'll tell you, though, after that, like not really because Lo- Logan Thomas is probably another one that I, that I would consider um, going to get kind of cheap. Because he's got really no, there's no dynasty baked in value for him. He's got to be <laughs> absolutely dog shit cheap <laughs> at this point. I think people probably have had, you know, Logan Thomas on their rosters. If you go look in transactions, <clears throat> like it's either been waivers or on your team for years. So someone that's been probably looking to get rid of Logan Thomas will just do it. I would believe it. I would believe <laughs> it. Uh, Fizzle did ask, ask uh, whatever happened to Dalton Schultz? Um we we're not sure yet. We we put on an APV and um, still nothing. So I'm trying to find this guy. <laughs> it's 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 uh um Who? there we go. Finally got him. <laughs> well, <clears throat> if we're gonna do that, where, where'd you find him? By the way, he's on page three. <laughs> so, That's not uh, bad. Tight end twenty <clears throat> um, in a war per game. So. Mike, let me just ask you this then, um, because if we're going to talk about that, you know who we got to talk off, about? Uh, Juwan shiz- Johnson? Yeah, he, he's literally tight end 29, like <laughs> tight end 30 right behind him. So Schultz is 29, Juwan Johnson 30. There we go. Uh, my bad. My bad. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's on me. Uh, but to Fizzle's point, like if you were to tell me C.J. Stroud bawling out of his fucking mind, right? And like C.J. Stroud is playing very, very well. Like highly impressed with him. When I had uh, Derek Brown on the South Harmon spotlight, we were talking a little bit about Stroud, and you know he had that that early comp of uh, Justin Fields. And I know we never see it because we're a bunch of fucking dummies, and everybody like unless uh, players look exactly alike, we go ah. Oh. What a, you can't compare him to to Herbert. He's more like you know whoever the fuck it is. It, it's just the way people are. Um, but but Debro's right. Like he is playing like a young Justin Herbert the way he's coming out. And if you were to tell me that was the case heading into the season, like Mike C.J. Stroud is going to play really really well. He's going to be putting up a shit ton of passing yards. He's going to be throwing touchdowns. I don't give a shit if his team's winning or losing. Like that doesn't matter. Like he's scoring fantasy points. And you were to tell me that his number one tight end, who they signed in the offseason, is not a usable tight end in fantasy, I'd tell you you're fucking crazy. Like, who is he throwing the ball to? Right. It ain't going to be Nico Collins or Robert Woods or Tank Dell. Like, he's got to be funneling targets. Don't forget about Tank Schultz. Dell. Right. Yeah, and here we are. <laughs> it's flipped. He's funneling targets to everybody but Dalton Schultz. He's pushing the ball outside in, in- – the crazy part about Stroud is, man, I'll just I'm gonna give the kid a lot of crops and take take an L. 
I'm like, all right, this guy's playing with the most elite, elusive wide receivers in the game, right? These guys get open. That's why he's pushing the ball outside at Ohio State. I'm like, guess what? He doesn't have separators. He's got Bobby Trees. He's got Nico Collins. He said, don't matter. I, I heard you. Um, how many targets does Dalton Schultz have for, for right now? Like, I, <clears throat> the other thing is I've, I've tied them on a decent amount Four. <laughs> with the Red Zone app, uh, with the Red Zone channel, as, as well as I've actually watched a decent amount of Texans. I watched a ton of that Jacksonville game last week. Not right. even getting looks. Like four targets in three games, Mike. We talked about uh, Brevin Jordan. You know who has more targets than him in one game? No. Adam Trout. No. Who hasn't? Who's gotten no. one target in the last two games? Player profile has got Dalton Schultz with fourteen targets. Oh, okay. Seven he, he was four. I thought you said four in the last. Uh... No, nah, I was just, I was just kidding. <clears throat> you were just joshing. Okay. I'm just throwing a fucking number out there. Fourteen. 14? Targets. So what is that divided by three? Uh, that's math. That's a little over four game. Yeah, something like that. I, I'm not very good at math. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a little over four games. So, I mean, it's <clears> – I don't know. It's not that sexy, frankly. <laughs> Brevin Jordan, four for four. Four targets, four catches. He don't give a shit. He's coming. That's another thing. Brevin Jordan's coming back, right? Right. He's coming back. We were just a year too early. That's what it was. Uh, I'm not going to say that, but uh, let me ask Let me ask you and Koopa this. Is Brevin Jordan an A-Warp tight end you can get behind? A warp, no. Koopa, I know Koopa would do it. <clears throat> this is why I asked the question because I, like, I just wonder where the floor should be. You know, I hope there's not too many people in my leagues who are listening to this. But anywhere Brevin Jordan was available in like these deep best ball leagues, I put in a claim for him. All right, Koopa says A warp, no. All right, okay, fair. Me and Koopa on the same page. All right, <clears throat> so there is a line to be drawn with what it's, tight end, what shitty <laughs> one you're starting. It's that turtle bound. Uh, the turtle bond, turtle bond. <laughs> That's the right. turtle bond. <laughs> we, had, we had a bond last week, Adam. Those were just uh, some of my warp observations I had. I kind of like the Kylan Granson thing. I know in a warp per game he doesn't look good because people only start him for one game and he did absolutely fucking nothing. Yep. Uh, but if you kind of look at the other warp numbers, you go, Granson might be somebody. And this He's is tough sneaky, for me, right? He's sneaky too. Also, I also listen to Eric and what he does on the waiver wire pod. And his big pickup was uh, well, not big pickup, but talking about it was Ogletree. Yep. So, like between the two, I'm having this conundrum. Love, I like, get who you. do I want to? I get Who do there. I want to go after? Um, but Parham was the easy one that stood out for me last night when I first got those A warp numbers and I was looking at him just generically as a whole, and I go, <laughs> I wonder if I can get Parham for a fourth. <laughs> Like, I wonder if I just send this fucking shit out everywhere. Somebody's going to accept for a fourth. And I will say. More, but there's a lot of sharp people out there. More people rejected it than actually accepted. I think I maybe only got one done out of timing to. If you would have done this before, if you would have done this in the offseason, you'd get, you'd get par for anything. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Give me a dollar and fat. He would have been the perfect throw in or just here. Just take anything for my parm. People be begging you to come get their parm shares. The one thing I did want to talk about is too. like how much was the claim? It was at least seventeen dollars. I, I do. I did want to um, give Koopa a shout out because I, I was I was hoping he would say yes. I, I knew he wouldn't say yes though. The reason why, and I think this is actually a good a warp tight end discussion. If you're gonna go basement shopping, right? If you're gonna go, you know bargain bin you're literally going to the lost and found like and i'm talking waiver wire right yeah one thing you need to chase is not 
just two catches, a touchdown, two catches the week prior. Snaps percentages are huge. Brevin Jordan's not playing, for those that want to know. He's basically playing like not anywhere near enough. He's like playing spe- he's playing as much on special teams as he is in the in the offense. Go take a look at his snap percentages. 18% of offensive snaps the last two weeks, man. If you're going to go basement shopping, get someone that can be on the field. I know Brevin Jordan's, you know, exciting enough. If you told me Brevin Jordan, Mike, was getting 80% of snaps or 60% of snaps even, okay, we could probably have a discussion. The guy's out there 18% of times. He's going to have a bunch of zeros playing that little amount of snaps. That's fair. That's so, fair. So if you're going to go get a tight end real cheap for a warp, get a guy that's playing the game. You know, get a guy that's playing the game. <laughs> I know a player profiler doesn't have it. What what is a what does sleeper say for a snap percentage for last week for Jordan? For Brevin Jordan, I, yeah. I pulled this off of Pro Football Reference at eighteen percent. Um, but <clears throat> I'll pull up sleepers right now. I didn't know if they had something different, right? Like I see who was at nineteen percent for week two, but they don't have anything listed for uh, for week three. So I was uh, interested in the Brevin Jordan. Like, did we actually see a snap share increase, or was it just the fact he got lucky with one touchdown and now he's no, fucking relevant? Again? No, snap share is up on Pro Football Reference, and it's at eighteen percent. Um, he played ten Wolf. snaps that last week, Wolf. so yeah, okay, it's not there. Probably not a good one to chase then. I mean, unless unless Brevin Jordan's going to actually start seeing the field more, no. That my point is, if you're going to go do this thing where you're shopping cheap, like uh, by the way, Sleeper has it up for me now. It's 18 percent of snaps last two weeks. Okay, so they're in line. Uh, Koopa pointed out too, and Eric pointed out on his uh, his waiver wire pod. Uh, Jeremy Hill, Justin Hill, Julian Hill. Who gives a fuck what his name is? So, the J Hill from Miami, right? Josh Hill. <sighs> he had something like 73% of the snaps last week. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Especially because uh, Durham Smythe, like I know the first couple of weeks we were all the rage about this guy's out here all the time and part of the Miami offense, but something I'm definitely interested in, not because he's done anything from a fucking A-warp standard, um, anything like that with a tight end, but just something to keep in mind. Like this could be a dude for best ball specifically, at least in the next couple of weeks where you go, why the fuck did I pick up more of him? Like, yep. as we kind of look at, like, a, you know, Farrell Brown going off this week, all these tight end twos that, that went off for best ball purposes, right? All these kind of guys where you're like, ah. I mean, some of them are obvious. I have Josh Oliver just about fucking everywhere. You see him out there with a touchdown, and you go, okay. <laughs> like, I've been chasing this for a while. Like, right. it seemed like every time I the red zone cut over to a Vikings game, it was like, I mean, not only do you get the normal guys like Madison with Gary or Justin Jefferson or Osborne or, or Addison, but, you know, they cut to a Vikings drive and it was like, you know, fucking book it, man. Josh Oliver getting at least a catch on the drive. Right. <laughs> like we knew we knew that kind of shit was coming, but some of these other tight end too is like, if you just start looking at snap share, snap share percentages and kind of look at them, eventually I think the, the A-warp will follow. Now, some of these tight ends I think are uh, fucking zero. Right. Like a warp wise for lineup leagues. I don't want the, uh, I don't give a shit what Trayvon Wesco snap share is in a lineup league for a warp. Like, he could be at a hundred percent. That fucking guy could always be on the field. Probably ain't ever score <laughs> ever. He's nope. that God awful, but guys like Julian Hill, like some of these other guys, if you see them creeping up to like 50, 60% of snap share, sometimes 
you just know they're on the field. A warp now they come into play, but definitely for best ball leagues, they definitely come into play, Adam. Oh, 100%. I mean, in best ball, <clears throat> like I'll say this much, in some of these long best ball leagues, like I, I would I would play Brevin Jordan. I, I'd take Brevin Jordan. It's not the best of plays, but like he's at least out there. Uh, he's not the perfect one. Like I, I pr- probably would rather get rid of him in a best ball league. But Mike, if we got 35, 40 spots on some of these teams, I know Brevin Jordan's at least getting some snaps. Like, I have guys worse on my team than him. But in, in A-Warp, to your point, there's just no reason to chase that. There's nothing there to chase. Um, you know, so I think I, – I do think that there's uh, there's some stuff happening here that you can start to form, that you can start to see with A-Warp per game, with Warp. I think, Mike, you give it another week or two. <clears throat> Next week we'll bring Koopa on uh, – Cuba, yes. just in case you in case you didn't hear, we didn't ask. This is a uh, this is mandatory. We're, you're getting you're getting brought on. All right, the turtle's going to be live on set, but it's uh, getting called up. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I think next week we can have a little more discussion. But Mike, I think you're going to probably start seeing around week four, after week four, after week five, that there's going to be some some players that I think you can actually have say, all right, there's enough sample here to competently go by before the market like completely shuts the door on you're going to be able to buy these players. I think that's one of the wing, one of the things I'm really looking forward to with Warp is being a little ahead on things and also I think also seeing things to sell. There's going to be things to sell with A Warp too. Um that's uh, maybe as exciting if not more exciting. Like what can I actually sell? Because then when I when I have the winnings for my sales, I can go buy some things I really want. So I like it, man. I really do like it. Uh this has been a pretty good one. Right, a little bit of A warp. Now we'll get dive into deeper with the uh, the A warp guy himself, Koopa Troopa, or as I like to call him, uh, Mike Ross to my uh, Harvey Specter. So shout out to all the uh, the suits nerds out there, like myself. I'm almost done. I'm almost at the eighth season. I'm pretty sure there's only eight. So just about done. I'm gonna, bring, I'm gonna bring the Blu-rays tomorrow for AMA. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> I love it. And I did find a a Koopa Troopa Halloween costume on the internet. So maybe at some point we gotta. We actually got to dress up Mike Ross up into the the Koopa Troopa. We're not, costume. we're not. I'm not doing a trick or treat episode where Mike's wearing the Koopa Troopa thing. Um, I may be forced to, I hope, but uh, I won't fit. I won't fit. Trust can we me. do it? I don't think they make them big enough. Mike, <laughs> I think we got to find a way. Uh, whatever it takes, a warp. You know, we got to get you in. Warp. Uh, what does Halloween fall on here? Oh shit! It's a Mike, Tuesday we're only night. doing content every day. We can figure out a way to make it happen. Well, I mean, Halloween's on a Tuesday night, 40 chess, you know. Done. Sign me up. <laughs> Halloween, I fucking love it. Adam, that's all I got, man. Yeah, do your thing, you know, <clears throat> the thing you do. Yeah, absolutely, man. Do, the, do that little thing you do. Um, it's Lauren uh, Hill song, right? <laughs> do that thing you do. La, uh, you know, I can't sing it right now, but you know what I'm talking about. I, I'm with you. We're on the same wavelength. Uh, the wavelengths are getting scary, you know, between Koopa, Mike, T-Rock now all of a sudden, too getting real scary so here's some good a warp discussion don't go buy brevin jordan um maybe go what buy... is it with this fucking hat to an eyebrow gate <laughs> mike your eyebrows i think are actually the problem don't keep blaming the hat all right i think this hat is getting way too much blame and just remember when your league mates are playing chess play 40 chess <laughs> that's gonna do it we're out of here we'll see you back here same time same place next week peace peace